0: You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, here on the America Out Loud Network. I'm your host, Randy Sutton, 34-year police veteran of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police and the Princeton, New Jersey Police Department, and author of the book, A Cop's Life, and True Blue to Protect and Serve. We've got a great show for you. I generally like to stay away from Democrat versus Republican politics on this show. Sometimes there's nothing I can do to avoid it, however, because it is so absolutely one-sided when it comes down to stories about law enforcement and what has become an increasingly radical Democratic agenda. That is, that is just anti-law enforcement. So, I'm going to talk about some stuff today that that's really been bothering me. I'm going to start with this headline. I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. You've probably follow, seen some of these stories in the news, but it really illustrates how how this agenda, this anti-law enforcement agenda, spreads, and and who is helping to spread it. The headline is this: Biden promises border patrol agents "quote will pay" unquote for using reins with horses. Uh, th- this is this is absolutely stunningly stupid. All right, this is a uh, this is from the Police Tribune. President Joe Biden promised on Friday to hold accountable the U.S. border patrol agents featured in videos using their reins while riding their horses to patrol the U.S. border in Del Rio, Texas, as thousands of Haitian immigrants tried to illegally enter the country. President Biden has continued to push the false narrative that border patrol agents were whipping Haitian migrants with their reins, even though the photographer who filmed the controversial video said that's not what happened. Quote, it's horrible what you saw, unquote, President Biden told reporters at a press briefing to see people like they to see people like they did with horses running them over, people being strapped it's outrageous unquote quote I promise you those people will pay. there is an investigation underway right now and there will be consequences. Vice President Kamala Harris has also condemned fe- federal agents for doing their jobs to protect the border with Mexico. she said, Quote, as we all know, it evoked images of some of the worst moments of our history where that kind of behavior has been used against the indigenous peoples of our country, has been used against African Americans during times of slavery. There needs to be consequences and accountability. Human beings should not be treated that way, she added. Yeah, okay. U.S. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas initially said he supported the Border Patrol agents, struggling to stop the influx of illegal immigrants. But under extreme pressure from Democrats, the Homeland Security changed his tune the next day. He said, I was horrified by what I saw, Mayorkas told CNN. I'm going to let the investigation run its course, but the pictures that I observed troubled me profoundly. That defies all of the values that we seek to instill in our people. He told an outraged congressional committee that the Border Patrol agents featured in the videos of the altercation with the Haitian immigrants have been taken off the front lines. Majorca said the agents have been put on desk duty while they, in, they investigate. An administrative official argued that nothing has been done to penalize the accused border agents because they were not stripped of their badges, guns, or police powers. The official complained the only change of the agents were just caring for their horses rather than patrolling with them. DHS. Temporarily suspended the use of mounted patrols, of course they did. U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz has backed his mounted agents and repeatedly tried to explain to officials in the media that there were no whips used on migrants and that the long reins are used to control the horses. Chief Ortiz met, met with multiple congressional committees, including the Congressional Black Caucus, to answer questions about the incident and his agency policies. An official told Fox News that despite all the angry rhetoric from the nation's capital, it's unlikely the Border Patrol agents will face grave consequences because they appear to have been doing their jobs. The source said it was the first time the mounted units have been assigned to patrol the bridge at Del Rio and they were responding to a call from help from other agents during the migrant surge. They did their job, the official said. So here we have the President of the United States... And Congress and the Vice President and the media, once again, all conspiring with one another to put out a false narrative that's fake news, that's lies about law enforcement. It is is absolutely mind-boggling to see what is taking place on the southern border. I got to say now listen I told you at the beginning of this and I've and I've mentioned this time and time again I am not a democrat I am not a republican I am an independent and I don't follow or drink the party Kool-Aid of anyone but let's let's be real here the president of the United States Joe Biden and this administration is the most lawless administration I have ever seen in my entire lifetime. The the fact is that they have completely abdicated their responsibility on the border. They have left law enforcement to flounder around without the proper resources and allowing over a million, a million illegal immigrants into this country since Biden took office. Now, you don't think that that's lawless? Because I sure as hell do. The job of the president is to keep the people of this country safe. You cannot do that if you simply close your eyes to illegal immigration. People who are streaming into this country from all over the world they're not just Mexicans, they're not just Guatemalans, they're not just Haitians. They are from all over the world, including Afghanistan and and other countries in the Middle East that have no great love for the United States. How are we possibly how are we possibly supposed to keep our people safe if the president of the United States and his administration simply Turn the other way, and allow the the tsunami of illegal immigrants into this country. And you know, does anybody else feel in this way? We we've got these crazy mask mandates. We've got these oh my god these vaccination mandates. Where we're like the governor of Washington threatening to fire the entire the entire state police department if they don't get vaccinated i've never seen such such outrageous conduct on the part of political leadership and they can get away with it under the quote emergency powers act that these that these power hungry administrators and politicians are, are just dying to utilize so you've got all of this, these insane ordinances and, and threats to to, to workers. I, I mean even in I, I've seen some interviews with with healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, surgical staff who don't want to get the vaccine. And what do they do? They fire them in New York City. And then they claim that there's a shortage of medical personnel. Have you ever who's who's making these ridiculous, these these in, in insane decisions? I hate to just tell you, but it's it's democratic leadership. I, I, there's no other way around it. So how does the President of the United States and the Vice President of the United States, who are two of the most completely incompetent people I've ever seen on any level, how do they then allow a million untested, unvaccinated immigrants into the country and then spread them all over the country how do they how, how do you possibly how do you possibly look yourself in the eye and say oh yeah that's the right thing to do and when they when they get called out on it, they simply shirk their you know shrug their shoulders and say hey this is a the, the, the borders closed I've never seen lawlessness I've never seen lying on this level, to the American people, from anybody else, ever. Obama was close, but the, the, the Biden is just, he's hes literally in, in a world of his own. So, instead of looking at the issue and addressing it, they blame, of course, law enforcement, because that's what they're doing everywhere. It's not the crime? Oh, well, that's, that's the fault of law enforcement. Oh, the, oh, COVID? Oh, that's the fault of law enforcement. Uh, oh, migration? Oh, oh, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what those bad, bad border patrol are doing whipping people, even though it never happened. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the greatest lie ever perpetuated by the media and politicians to, do, to undermine law enforcement. You guessed it. You remember Ferguson. You remember hands up, don't shoot. They're still quoting it. Never mind the fact that it never happened. It is it is incredible. Well now they're now they found a new lie to perpetuate. That that the 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 nasty border patrol are are whipping migrants in in the shadow of the abuses that law enforcement have done for decades. It is, it is just, it's insanity. Absolute, stunning insanity. And this is what we get from the President of the United States. It's shocking. It is, it is debilitating to law enforcement. It is absolutely unfair and should be called out by every American. Now, my guess is that the American public, based on the biased media that is mainstream media, are not getting the facts. They're getting a sugar-coated version, which is exactly what the controlling party in power wants them to do. The, the, The media has become the lackeys of the democratic political machine I, there's no other way to put it because you know I, i'm i just look at facts i look at i look at the the big picture and i try to decipher what's real what's not because even even when you're in journalism you you don't know which journalist to trust and you know the. I think if I am if I am if I am correct, the American people have chosen journalists as some of the least likely people to trust in America. Now, here you want to know something interesting. So, they get the media gets a, a a terrible rating when it comes down to the public's trust. Terrible, but you know what? The, the, in a recent poll, most Americans trust the police. Yeah, how about that? So there was just a new survey. And uh, this is, uh, is kind of interesting. A new survey offers some key insights into the court of public opinion. Now, this is out of Denver. A survey of 3,000 U.S. citizens has found that most Americans don't support defining the police and nearly half want police to have more training, according to Veritone Inc., a software company. Veritone released its findings on this last Tuesday with its first ever Transparency and Trust Report. The project focused on measuring the relationship between police agencies and the communities that they serve as well as broader public opinion on policing. Here's some of the few key takeaways, according to the report. Three out of four Americans say police help them feel safe in their communities. Three out of four. Now, if you were to read the headlines in Portland and in Seattle and in Minneapolis and in New York, you would never, ever believe that that's possible. And there it is. And this is not the only survey or not the only poll that has that has pointed this out by the way. This is just the most recent. 67% of respondents said law enforcement agencies are widely trusted by their communities. So, that's a that's another interesting statistic, isn't it? Because you aren't being told that, are you? You're not being told that by mainstream media. You're not being told that by your political leadership. You're not being told that by quote, activists, unquote, are you? So if 67% of respondents said law enforcement agencies are widely trusted, where is all this anti law enforcement rhetoric coming from? Hmm. What else do they say? 44% of respondents want police to increase funding for training. Only one in five support defunding the police. Now, even those, that one in five number, that sounds like a lot to me, but what can you expect when the propaganda machine is churning out falsehood after falsehood, is churning out absolutely incredible claims like the whipping of migrants at the border, that's that's why one in five say they believe in defunding the police. So it, you 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 just you can't you can't control the the, the media because they, they they there is no journalistic integrity. So that one in the five number are those people who are getting their news from anti law enforcement biased journalistic reports. So, you know, this is a really interesting, I think this is a really interesting report. The report also heard from officers themselves, 62% of which indicated that being a local officer has become more difficult over the last few years. Now, wait a minute, 62%? That ought to be 100%. I don't know where 60, 62% comes from. That's kind of an interesting number. But you know once again we you, you have you have polls that are that are not that are not controlled by the media or by politicians and it tells you that that they really don't have their finger on the pulse of real America. And yet look at who's controlling the narrative. Look at who's controlling the propaganda that is coming out all of it negative against law enforcement.
1: liberty, and justice for all.
2: In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
0: Let's get real, let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, this is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement i use this a lot you know your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with healthy cells focus and recall vitamins so go to healthycell.com use the code out loud all capital letters out loud for 20 percent off your first order of any healthy cell product let's get real let's get loud on america out loud talk radio
1: liberty, and justice for all.
0: You get headlines like this one. Spit on cops and get charged in Hennepin County? Depends on whether you avoid their faces. The Hennepin County Attorney's Office, this is in Minneapolis, by the way, is changing its policy on cases where someone spits on a law enforcement officer. Under a new policy, anyone accused of spitting on an officer's uniform or boots will not be prosecuted. You heard me right. Spit on a cop, you won't get prosecuted. It's written in Minnesota law, however, that anyone who intentionally throws or otherwise transfers bodily fluids or feces at an officer is guilty of a Felony. However, Hennepin County is now only prosecuting felony cases when a person spits in an officer's face. And this is their this is the Hennepin County uh, County Attorney, Mike Freeman, who is who is part of the problem, not the solution. He says, We think the harm caused by spitting on the boot or uniform does not rise to the level of spitting on the face or hands and he cited a full workload of prosecuting we have a full deck he, he complained so this is this is a, this is incredible you know we we talk about the government and how they have been reacting to the bias against law enforcement and and we've we've seen from all the way from the President of the United States. Well, if the President of the United States isn't going to support law enforcement, why would some goofy prosecutor in Hennepin County be any different? Now, this is, uh, you know, this is from, from the police. Quote, it's ridiculous the Hennepin County Attorney's Office will not uphold state law and not prosecute felony level assault, just as violent crimes in our communities are increasing physical assaults of law enforcement officers are also increasing. This decision is bizarre and reckless. You know, he, you know, they talk about accountability, right? District attorneys love to talk about accountability, holding the police accountable. The, the police got to be accountable. And you know who holds district attorneys accountable? Uh, that would be nobody. I, I actually had the president of the District Attorney's Association on this show a while back, and I asked him, I said, "Who who's running the show when it comes down to holding prosecutors accountable for their actions and their decisions? And he said, nobody's holding them accountable unless the voters vote them out or they commit a felony crime... And even that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be taken out of office. They literally have carte blanche to do whatever the hell they want to do. And this has seen an incredible increase in activist district attorneys, people who aren't interested in prosecuting criminals. They are interested in completely destroying the criminal justice system from within. They are truly the Trojan horses of the modern law enforcement criminal justice system. And the forces at work here, huge, huge donors to their campaigns like George Soros, they truly have a agenda to bring socialism into the United States. The only way way that they can actually accomplish that is if there is no viable criminal justice system to hold people accountable. Well, how how do you destroy the criminal justice system? You can't do it from without. You can only do it from within. So, for years now, they have been dumping millions upon millions of dollars into campaigns to elect district attorneys and prosecutors who will follow their agenda, not prosecute criminality, hold no one accountable except the police. And that's what's happening. It's happening in, in San Francisco with Chesa Bowden. It's happening in Los Angeles. It's happening in New York. It's happening in Portland. It's happening in, in Seattle. And and many, many, many other cities. Now, the American public, I think, doesn't understand. They've never been educated into the inner workings of the criminal justice system. They know what a prosecutor does, kind of, but they don't really understand or grasp how important that position is. So, you know, you, when you get apathetic voters who are not informed, they'll, they'll may, they may just vote the party line without even realizing that what they are putting into office is a self-destruct button for them. Because let's face it, if the, if the prosecutor isn't willing to hold criminals accountable for the crimes that they commit, who does that truly affect? What where where does where's the buck stop there? Well it stops on the streets when empowered criminals not fearing any consequences for their actions commit crime after crime after crime, knowing that they're not going to be held accountable. That's how insidious this is. And yet it it gets glossed over by the media who they they either don't care or they're complicit one or the other i think in fact i think it's generally speaking uh, a lot of both i think that that the the media really enjoys the anti law enforcement and anti criminal justice system rhetoric i think they make headlines on it i think that i think they make money on it and of course it it follows their social agenda. So, once again, you have, in Hennepin County, a district attorney who says, it's okay to spit on cops. We're too busy to prosecute people for that. They're not, and you know what's funny? They're not busy because they don't prosecute anybody for anything. Only the very bare minimum that they absolutely have to so what what's the what's the results of all of this insanity it, it's it's this headline that I'm going to read to you. this is the the true results of everything that I've talked about in the last twenty or so minutes from the president's from his portrayal of the incidents at the border, the lies told about the Border Patrol and the vilification of law enforcement, down to a county prosecutor failing to hold criminals for accountability, criminals accountable for spitting on cops. It's this headline. This is FBI 2020 homicides up nearly 30%, the largest one year jump ever. A number of communities, rural and metropolitan, have experienced continued increases in homicides this is a associated press article homicides in the united states in 2020 increased nearly 30% over the previous year the largest one year jump since the fbi began keeping records homicides and non-negligent manslaughters climbed an estimated 29.4% to 21 1,570 an increase of almost 5,000 over 2019. FBI data showed it is the highest estimated total since the early 90s when homicides stayed above 23,000 a year as drug wars played out in many places in the United States. Violent crimes in 2020 went up as well. Robbery and rape believe it or not, was reported to have dropped. That's 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 interesting. But you know, we're we're looking at at the causes here. How do you think that there is one police officer in this country that didn't foresee that happening? You know, you, you, you read a headline like that and it makes you go, uh well gee <laughs> what did, what did you expect what does what did what do you what could you possibly expect other than massive increases in murder and violent crime when you have the war on cops on every single level in this country you have you have the war on cops physically that is Assaults on law enforcement officers are just astronomical. The last year that the FBI statistics came out was in 2019, and that was an incredible 58,000 American law enforcement officers were physically assaulted. I can't wait to read the the latest figures. 58,000, think of that. That's an astounding number. That's, P, that's cops who've been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, hit with bricks, hit with bottles, hit with all kinds of objects, punched, kicked. Many of those led to death or permanent disability. You don't hear about those numbers. But what could you possibly expect would be the outcome of the anti-law enforcement movement? The, quote, defund the police movement the let's reimagine policing it is it is stunning that that there's even a question and you won't hear any response from the people who are in power in these cities where by the way that's the average across the united states in places like Portland and Seattle, there's they're hundred percent differences. A hundred percent higher. And that's in a lot of the major cities. That statistic, nearly thirty percent, that's an average. That's across the country. It's astronomical in, in the inner cities. By the way, who who are the who are the victims mostly in the these massive increases in murder and and assault it's the black community the very people who the police try to police and are being held back because of the political leadership of these cities and the counties and the states and the federal government you know one of the one of the things that angers me is the absolute sense of uncaring about the health and welfare of America's law enforcement officers. I, I see this every single day. Those of you who have listened to this show regularly know that I have created an organization that has been operational for more than a little bit more than two and a half years. It's called the Wounded Blue. It's a national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled officers. And we work with injured and disabled officers all over this country, whether those injuries, are physical, or emotional, and psychological. We've helped more than 10,000 police officers in just the last two and a half years. That's an astounding number. And I guess what really, really angers me is that the political environment pays no attention at all to those injured and disabled officers. And yet we see a continued verbal assault Lies perpetuated by by leadership in this country that make the streets even less safe for every cop because of the social changes and the propaganda machine that is really seriously in place that is anti-law enforcement. Is there any doubt? is there any doubt by anybody listening to to me today that that there is a lot an anti-law enforcement agenda within the political environment because i if, if i'd love to hear from you and 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 i'd love to hear your argument against it so we we see it we understand it and there are consequences for that there's consequences for the 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 anti-law enforcement new, um, I, I guess, movement. A movement that seems to be supported by, by our president and all the way down the line to the city councils of many cities all over the United States. In fact, there's a story that I want, I want to talk about now That uh, that is right in line with this. And it, it, it will show you that in not just in the biggest cities but in smaller communities the insanity of the city leadership and the way that they deal with crime and with quote police reform unquote that word makes me crazy poli- that, or that phrase police reform because it isn't the police that need to be reformed i i know that's the i know that's the rallying cry of the left and those who are who are uh, putting agendas out that um, that that reflect the lies of "hands up, don't shoot"? The lies of the whippings of the of the poor illegal immigrants. So this this is a this is a story from the police tribune. I'd read it in a couple different newspapers uh, just just a couple days ago, but it's it's mind boggling. Brooklyn Center bans police from arresting most non-felony offenders. Now this is, I know this is going to shock you. This is out of Minnesota. You remember Minnesota. You know, somewhere in Minneapolis, the nucleus of the anti-law enforcement movement. A new Brooklyn Center policy unveiled by Mayor Mike Elliott on Tuesday blocks police from arresting nearly all misdemeanor offenders and of course what's the reasoning behind it quote many people of color particularly black men carry trauma from an experience or many when being pulled over by the police quote unquote from brooklyn center council member marquita butler that's who told the star tribune quote this policy is important and needed to ensure We don't have any more deaths as a result of minor traffic infractions under the new quote citation and release policy police will only be permitted to arrest suspects who have allegedly committed a felony when required by law to make the arrest required by law i hate to say this but the the law doesn't say you have to arrest anybody except for domestic violence cases. That is mandated in law in most states. Officers must document all efforts to, quote, de-escalate situations and will also be required to seek out and document alternatives to arrests. Those accused of committing misdemeanor or gross misdemeanors generally should be issued citations and kicked loose. Brooklyn Center City Attorney Troy Gilchrist said the change is intended to force officers to come up with alternatives to arresting people. Today, we're taking another step forward in our collective work to reimagining public safety in Brooklyn Center, said this pontificating moron. This step moves us closer to ensuring there's more equity in how we conduct public safety. You know, it's... It's amazing. It's amazing. Can, can you... Can you possibly imagine being a cop who's now has to work under these... Under these conditions? It's It's madness. It's madness. Let's look at... Let's look at what a police officer does. What is a police officer? Let's go back to a grade school definition of a policeman it's called a law enforcement officer let's let's break that down okay for for the for the people like the mayor and the and the city attorney over there in, in Brooklyn Center law enforcement officer that means you enforce laws well not in Brooklyn Center because in Brooklyn Center, now you must find alternatives. It's up to the police, of course. Now, what, what's the real, what's the real meaning behind this? It is to hold no one accountable for their actions. No one is to be held accountable for committing crimes in Brooklyn Center. Except the police. Now what they have done by by creating ambiguous policies like this, where you must search for alternatives. If they don't like the alternatives that you search for, then they can bring you up on department charges. So this is another way, another insidious way of destroying law enforcement officers' careers. By, By inserting language like that, that is so ambiguous that, that makes zero sense to anybody with any common sense, you now have put the police in an absolutely untenable, impossible situation that will lead to nothing but firing more cops, which is really what this is all about anyway. It's all about dismantling the criminal justice system from within. And this is what the leadership of the city is doing. Now, who holds leadership accountable? Well, it's the voters, friends. And I keep on watching and waiting for the voters to start standing up for themselves and saying, enough is enough. Can't somebody protect us? Isn't somebody in charge? Where are the adults in the room? Because they sure as hell aren't this goofball mayor in Brooklyn Center. Or the city council purpin purpose or a member Marquita Butler, or the or the city attorney or the state's attorney, it certainly is not them. They're not the adults in the room. All they're trying to do is create an environment that makes it easy to be a criminal. That's what that is the reality. But let's let's have police reform. We got to we got to reform those guys because they actually want to do their jobs as law enforcement officers they they just despise that that entire name oh my god they're a law enforcement officer so that's what's happening in you know in various parts of the country from the president down to the city councils goofy places like uh, brooklyn center and And what's happening, the the officers are having to go to court to try and defend everything about their jobs. I've got a couple headlines. Officers wounded in ambush shooting sue gunman and his family. This is in Florence County, South Carolina. Two law enforcement officers who were shot while trying to serve a warrant on a sex offender in 2018 are suing the gunman and his family. A total of seven law enforcement officers were shot while trying to serve an arrest warrant on Seth Hopkins at his father's home on October October 2, 2018. Two of those officers did not survive. The search involved allegations that a foster child in the residence had been sexually assaulted. As Florence County Sheriff's Office deputies approached the home, the suspect's father 74-year-old Frederick Hopkins (coughs) opened fire with a high-powered rifle from inside the residence, hitting all three of them. They were ambushed very quickly, Richland County Sheriff Leon Lott told the Greenville News. As soon as they got there, there was an ambush in place. While Florence Police Department officers tried to help, the shooter opened fire on them as well. Two officers were killed. Well, now, although you know the criminal justice system is dealing with the, the criminal part of this, these officers who were disabled, who were shot, are, have to now sue the family for some type of financial relief. Both suits accuse Cheryl Hopkins and um, they filed suit against Frederick Hopkins, Seth Hopkins. Frederick's then-wife Cheryl Hopkins and David Suggs as trustees of the Suggs family revocable trust. Both suits accused Cheryl Hopkins and Suggs of knowing there were unsecured guns in the home, knowing Frederick Hopkins suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. The officers alleged Cheryl Hopkins and Suggs allowed Seth Hopkins to sexually assault minor children, ultimately leading officers to responding to their residents to arrest him. Lawsuits further alleged that the officer's injuries were directly, approximately caused by the defendant. Seth Hopkins careless, negligent, grossly negligent, willful, wanton, reckless, and unlawful acts to include sexually assaulting a child and asking his father to protect him from law enforcement. But isn't it isn't it kind of incongruous that cops have to go to court and sue people who destroy their lives? Shouldn't there be a, an equitable compensation program in place for these officers who sacrifice so much? The unfortunate reality is that there is none. And I see this day after day, week after week. Officers who are seriously injured and disabled in the line of duty literally get tossed aside like an old shoe after they are no longer of service to their agencies. This is, this is what the Wounded Blue fights against every single day and will continue to fight to help these men and women. So I've got a special announcement about the Law Enforcement Survival Summit and then the Brothers in Blue bash that we're holding on October 28, 29, and 30th. For those of you who are active duty law enforcement or retired law enforcement, the Law Enforcement Survival Summit is a must for you. This is going to be a training event like you've never experienced. I promise you that. And as a a law enforcement trainer for decades, I I know from whence I speak. Let me put it that way, okay? So what is the Law Enforcement Survival Summit? It is two and a half days of the best presentations that you will ever see on every aspect of surviving a law enforcement career. I've got literally the A-team of presenters and instructors coming in. Dr. Kevin Gilmartin, the man who literally wrote the book, Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement, will be here to present. I've got Jason Schechterly the brave Phoenix officer who suffered life-changing burns when his patrol car was struck. I've got Dave and Betsy Smith. You'll remember Buck Savage, of course. And I've got just a, a host of other people. Vicki Newman, who wrote How to Love Your Cop. Kelly Lowe, who is the president of the largest police wives association in the country. And every aspect of surviving a law enforcement career. You don't want to miss this. It's, it's October 28, 29, and 30 here in Vegas. And then Saturday night, the 30th, if you come to the summit, you automatically get a ticket to the Brothers in Blue Bash, a sold-out event that is also being held in the same Ahern Hotel. The Brothers in Blue Bash is the largest celebration of law enforcement unity of pride and the Wounded Blues' first major fundraising event. It's hosted by myself and drum roll, please. If I had a drum roll, it would be going right now. Because Tommy Laren, the Wonderful Fox News contributor and host is going to be hosting the event with me. Uh, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be incredible. Go to thewoundedblue.org and look at the Law Enforcement Survival Summit. It's only two hundred ninety-five bucks. Hotel is less than a hundred dollars a night. You can't afford to miss this training. Okay, so go to thewoundedblue.org and if you are if if you are um having issues with with money, contact me, Randy, at thewoundedblue.org, and we do have some benefactors who have paid for uh, some of our attendees. So please, don't don't let this opportunity go away without you taking advantage of it. Go to thewoundedblue.org and sign up there for the Law Enforcement Survival Summit. If you are having problems affording it, Contact me directly, randy at the wounded org, and we'll see if we can't find somebody to scholarship you. Okay, sound good? If you have any questions, you've got my email. Thanks again, guys. Everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem: I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important. I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military. I believe that these are really important values. And unfortunately, a lot of the big players in online shopping, they don't. They Instead, they they promote... A bunch of, of, of activists that that truly do not even like our country. I don't like it. So, I, but you know, what else are you going to do? There's pretty much just been one game in town. Well, that's changing right now. That's changing because now there is shoptotheright.com. Now, shoptotheright.com is a new endeavor, but it is it is gaining traction for shopping online. And putting your your wares online, if you are a business, and and looking for customers that care about the country, they care about patriotism, care about values that the most of us uh, do share, and 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 it really comes down to this: Do you want to give your money to companies that promote organizations that actually? Sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation. Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. Shoptotheright.com. You gotta check it out. Whether you are shopping or you are selling, and you're a company. Check it out. Shoptotheright.com. Tom, Randy sent you.
1: End of watch with Randy Sutton.
0: Each week on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the law enforcement profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. I think there's only been one week this year that I didn't read any names. I'll tell you, quite honestly, I wish I never had to read another name. The first is Patrol Officer Howard K. Smith, Owasso Police Department, Oklahoma. Patrol Officer Howard K. Smith III died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Officer Smith has served with the Owasso Police Department for 21 years and was an assistant SWAT commander. He had served in law enforcement for 26 years, survived by his wife and daughter. Patrol Officer Howard K. Smith III, Owasso Police Department, Oklahoma, end of watch Monday, September 27th. 2021. The next is p- police officer Stephen Lee Marshall of the Chatsworth Police Department, Georgia. Sergeant Stephen Marshall died from complications as the result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Sergeant Marshall has served with the Chatsworth police for five years and served with the Murray County Sheriff's Office for four years. He is survived by his wife, who is also a police officer and two children. Sergeant Stephen Lee Marshall, Chatsworth Police Department, Georgia. End of watch, Thursday, September 16th, 2021. The next is Sergeant Logan Davis of the Iron County Sheriff's Office in Missouri. Sergeant Logan Davis died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 while performing his duties at the county jail, 20 South Shepherd Street in Ironton. Sergeant Davis has served with the Iron County Sheriff's Office for 13 years. He is survived by his wife and daughter. Sergeant Logan Davis, Iron County Sheriff's Office, Missouri. End of Watch Tuesday, September 28, 2021. Lieutenant Ernest Oldham, Plano Police Department, Texas. Lieutenant Ernie Oldham died from complications as as the result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Lieutenant Oldham served with the Plano Police for 34 years. He is survived by his wife and two children. Lieutenant Ernest Oldham, Plano Police Department, Texas. End of watch Thursday, September 16th, 2021. Captain Edwin McAlpine, New Hanover County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. Captain David Mac McAlpine died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 while he worked at checkpoint located at NC-17 at the South Carolina state line. Captain McAlpine was a United States Marine Corps veteran. He has served with the New Hanover County Sheriff's Office for 30 years. He is survived by his wife, son, two daughters, two granddaughters, and mother. Captain David Edwin McAlpine, New Hanover County Sheriff's Office, North Carolina. End of watch, Friday, September 17, 2021. Each of these officers gave their lives in the line of duty, protecting the people of their respective cities, counties, and towns. May they rest in peace. Thanks so much for joining me again this week on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement on the America Out Loud Network. I ask a couple things. One, if you want to connect with me, go to my Facebook page at The Voice of American Law Enforcement. Feel free to message me there if you have comments or questions. If you have a story that you think I should cover, then connect with me there as well. Follow me on Twitter, at LTRandySutton. I even have Instagram now, LTRandySutton. I know, I know, I'm finally coming into the 21st century when it comes down to social media. I also ask that you support the wounded blue. Go to the go to www.thewoundedblue.org. This is the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers. If you are a law enforcement officer and you're struggling and you have issues that you want to talk about with people who understand and will keep it completely confidential. Connect with us either on our Facebook page the wounded blue or on our website, thewoundedblue.org, or connect with me personally, randy at thewoundedblue.org. There are people that care about you. Your blue family does exist. And finally, America, your police are not your enemy. Your police are there to protect you. They care about you and even though they're being demonized and vilified, I know that Most of you believe in those who serve, and I thank you for that. Don't be afraid to come up to a cop and say, Hey, man, thanks for your service. It goes a long, long way.